Welcome to Cabbages and Kings, the podcast for readers of science fiction and fantasy. I'm your host, Jonah Sutton Morse, and this is a year-end wrap-up podcast. This is not a year-end wrap-up podcast about my reading. I did an episode of The Three Horsemen where I talked about that. I'll have a link in the show notes. Short version, I adored Grace of Kings, Fifth Season, Black Wolves, and Sorcerer of the Wild Deeps while being able to see flaws in a couple of them. In this podcast, I'm going to look back at what Cabbages and Kings is and where I'd like to go in 2016, what I'm trying to do, what I've done so far, what went well and poorly, where the show might go in the future. If you don't want that episode, bail out now. I'll be back in 2016 with plenty of new episodes where I talk about books and stories and don't just navel-gaze about this podcast. But for right now, I'm navel-gazing about the podcast. What am I trying to do? What went really well? Where is there room for improvement? And what cool stuff could I do with podcast in the future. I will start with what am I trying to do? I started Cabbages and Kings on the theory that there are a lot of science fiction fantasy podcasts out there, but that there's also a kind of disappointing sameness to many of them that I felt left a hole for, among other things, a show that focused on readers talking to readers about books with minimal chit-chat and an editor at the least cutting out fumbles and ums, and I figured I could make that. It's worth saying right here, this isn't either unique or necessarily a better format than others. Friends hanging out and talking about what they love is basically a genre in and out of science fiction fantasy. If you look at Four Colored Nerds, Fan Bros Show, or the Accidental Tech Podcast within the genre space, I love inviting the ladies of Fangirl Happy Hour and Galactic Suburbia and the gentlemen of the Three Horsemen into my ears every few weeks just to sit and converse about science fiction fantasy stuff for a while. Arguably, Cood Street is a similar format podcast that I enjoy. I think the best writing excuses episodes are not only tighter than Cabbages and Kings, but usually inspiring and insightful even when I'm listening just as a reader. I know Sword and Laser has created a community around the reading experience. I think Mavesh Murad is a fascinating interviewer, whether or not I've heard of the author she's got on. The interview an author while they're on tour to promote their book podcast is a tough one to get right, and Mavesh consistently does. I am also periodically reminded how many podcasts there are out there that I don't know about. So Cabbages and Kings is not an attempt to be the best science fiction fantasy podcast out there just to fill a hole that I saw. According to my slightly more aspirational vision statement, Cabbages and Kings is an attempt to create exactly the podcast that I want to listen to. I want a podcast that makes science fiction fantasy readers smile, pump their fists in recognition, and pause to consider a new idea. I want an excuse to work out ideas that are in my head and to interview a diverse group of other thoughtful readers. Cabbages and Kings is my attempt to contribute to the speculative fiction conversation in the format that I love the most. With Cabbages and Kings, I hope to focus on books and stories that I love to read and the experiences and reactions of other readers. All of this in under 30 minutes per episode, ending with a nostalgic look back at a favorite book. So basically, I hate blogging because I get bogged down when trying to write words, I want to put a focus on the reading experience the readers have, and I'd like to talk about books in a way that can both gush about what we love and also apply a critical eye. I have found that the critical reading that I like the most teaches me something about how to approach other new books and media, and I hope to create some of that. So what went really well? Uh, I'm going to start by taking a moment to cheer. I put out 22 episodes in the 34 weeks between May 13th and the end of the year, not counting this one. That's 
pretty cool. I had no idea if I would even be able to keep it up. I think I've got a bunch of blogs that never made it to 22 blog posts. I really enjoyed having Ethan on to talk about ancillary justice. I think we got at elements of the way that artificial intelligence and identity are handled that I didn't see discussed in very many places. Apparently there is a philosophy class using ancillary justice to talk about some of these topics. So clearly we, and by we I mean Ethan, saw something interesting there that philosophy professors also see. Troy Wiggins has been on twice. The podcast that we did with Kalita on the fifth season was definitely a highlight of the year. And certainly in the first few months, one of my favorite early episodes was our discussion of his history with the genre. I got to talk about short stories with Nick Mamatis, which was really great, and the discussion of folklore with Mike Underwood was both a lot of fun at the time and consistently comes up as one of the episodes that other people think of and really remember. I was expecting to enjoy having fun and interesting people come on the podcast to talk about books. I was not expecting just how much fun that would be. Podcast recording evenings are some of my favorite evenings. Getting a message out of the blue from Maureen Speller, who's writing in Strange Horizons, I had only recently discovered, letting me know very politely that I kind of missed the point of Barry Giant, along with a lot of other critics, as she had noticed. I at least noticed that I had missed the point of the book. Um, could we talk about it, perhaps? Led to an almost two-hour conversation, uh, two of my favorite episodes, and and this was really a highlight for me, led to, for me, a deeper appreciation of the book, which is really the point of so much of this. You listeners may have mixed feelings about the endless discussions of Grace of Kings, and there are going to be some more of those coming in 2016, sorry. For me, sorting out my thoughts of the book has been delightful. Understanding the stuff that I responded to and the stuff that I totally missed and the ways that that's different from the stuff that Fishtrap responded to and the stuff that she just kind of missed or passed over has been really interesting and I've enjoyed that. Plus, I got to talk to Kate Elliott about the book, episode to come, but you will get to hear Kate Elliott talking about Grace of Kings as well. Hopefully, all all going according to plan, we'll get to have a discussion with Ken Liu, the author, about some of the themes once I have put out this whole series of deep dives and kind of will put a pin in the Grace of Kings discussion. Although, frankly, I think that book should be talked about over and over and over again, which is partly cheering because I'm really happy and have really enjoyed the experience of doing this podcast, and partly a note to anyone out there thinking of starting a podcast, you get an excuse to ask your heroes and or the smartest people you know to talk about your favorite topics for a while. It's pretty awesome. You should totally do it. Okay. Rather than saying, what am I not very good at right now? What parts of the podcast are really sort of awful and kind of embarrassing when I look back at them? I'm going to say, where is there room for improvement? Because I've put out some episodes that I'm really proud of. I've gotten to have the thrilling experience of talking about fascinating topics and books with amazing people. In case I have not emphasized enough just how cool that is, it's really awesome. There is something that Tobias Bakel said a while ago on Twitter that I keep going back to. I'm quoting from memory here, so hopefully getting the spirit if not the words. That he hopes to be able to look back at his writing from six months ago and see flaws in it. Because that's a sign that he's improving as an author. I have not listened back to that many early episodes, but even week to week, I find that when I listen back, I can usually see room for improvement. I tend to think broadly about four areas where the show can get better. One is guests and topics, which I'll talk about more in a minute, but the other three are all basically production-related. First of all, there's the actual interview. 
Am I listening to my guests? Am I giving them space to talk and gather ideas when that's what they needed? Can I follow up on an interesting track that they're going down? If there's something I don't understand, can I push them to be more clear? I think notably, I had my mom on to talk about middle-aged women as protagonists early on, and I was so invested in how I read and looking at world building and seeing the pr protagonist as a vehicle for revealing the world to the reader that I didn't really do a great job with the reader. Um, I will note there's a Rocket Talk episode with Kate Elliott and Emma Newman recently. First of all, you should listen to every podcast that Kate Elliott is ever on, but second of all, this one specifically touched on middle-aged women in genre stories. It was very much worth listening to. Covered, I think, some, although not all, and also some stuff that my mom and I didn't really talk about, but some of the stuff that we did talk about also came up there and was covered much better because Justin is better at having conversations and listening to people and following up and asking interesting questions. And I am still working on that. That's how I'm going to phrase it to myself. Listening back to the Ancillary Justice episode, I also found that often I was asking Ethan about the second most interesting thing that he had said. Live and learn. I don't think I've had any interviews that I've done a really good job with, but I've at least learned to pause when I'm uncomfortable con or confused, ask the guests to expand on that a little bit, or keep them talking. Plus, of course, I have editing afterwards. Luxury! Luxury! I will note if you are if you are saying to yourself, what is he talking about? What what I mean, you, you could if you wanted to listen to a good interview, go listen to somebody like Terry Gross. But I will also say in the Three Horsemen episode that I was on at the end of the year with Andrea Phillips, I've got a link in the show notes. I think the guys in Andrea did a really good job of pulling back threads that had been mentioned earlier and either building on them or asking some questions about them. They heard each other, they applied the statements that people were making to their own experience, they looked for either common ground or interesting differences, and they kind of teased out ways to make something interesting that someone had already said more interesting, more relevant, find connections to other areas. It was something I didn't really notice during the conversation and don't think that I did very well during that conversation, but listening back to it, I heard it and I'm jealous. And at least now I'm hearing when people are doing that. So someday I'll be able to do that too. All right, fine. I have an interview. How do I present it to you, the listeners? I'm not very good at sticking to a time limit during the interview. So I've often got over an hour of audio that I'd like to turn into a 30-minute episode. I'm really hoping that most of you didn't notice that the episode with Cecily Kane, where we talked about some short stories and about her experience on bookshelves and getting turned away from the fantasy bookshelves and turned towards other books elsewhere. I'm really hoping most of you didn't notice that that was three different conversations that we had and well over two hours of audio originally. Um, editing! Luxury! Luxury! <laughs> So yeah, trying to turn something like that into a 30-minute episode, which is about 28 minutes of content plus my little bits that I'm dropping in, which I should probably stop at some point and, and find a more natural way to do transitions, plus a significant book at the end, usually one to three minutes. So take an hour worth of interview and cut it down to about 25 minutes. I have been working towards putting together a kind of story structure within the interview. I hope that if you listen back, you can hear that in the first of the two Buried Giant episodes. The second one kind of became the let's throw everything else in, as well as the comics episode that just went up where Parrish and I talked about Saga. So ideally I'm improving. Ideally those those are the last few episodes that I've put out. But 
What I'm hoping that you will hear, especially going forward, is that at the beginning of the episode, I set up a story of who the guest is, what we're going to talk about, and what some of the key takeaways are going to be as kind of signposts for you as the interview goes on. So for instance, something like, after mostly reading prose fiction, I tried out a comic. The experience was exciting. There were some similarities in the experience. There were also important differences between the two media. Some of those differences were blah, 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 which ideally will give you a hook to tell you why you should care about the episode and what you're listening for and make it easier to pluck out the point of the conversation. I am in in trying to set up the story structure cribbing extensively from a pretty neat podcast that Jessica Abel is putting out to support her book Out on the Wire, The Storytelling Secrets of Modern Masters of Radio. That podcast is pretty neat. I need to check out the book at some point, but that's been really helpful for me in thinking about how do I edit and put together a podcast. I will say I started thinking that I was going to be doing light edits where I kind of took out digressions and breath sounds and stuff. And the terrifying thing about the more heavy-handed editing that I'm doing now is I am taking the words of someone that I was talking to and trying very hard to understand and elicit responses from, and I'm rearranging those words, and I'm taking some of them out, and I'm moving them around a bit. And that means that there's the possibility of misrepresenting them or missing something that they thought was really important that I thought was less important. That's already happened once. Fortunately, the guest took an early listen, which is something I offer to everyone who comes on, and... They suggested a couple tweaks that made it a much better episode, but if the best unanticipated surprise is the sheer joy I am getting from having an excuse to sit and talk about books with all these amazing people, the scariest unanticipated piece of podcasting is taking other people's words in my hands and doing something with them, and hopefully not doing something that will misrepresent them or miss the point of what they're saying, and, and instead show off the great stuff that they have to say. So, thing one that I can still improve, because that sounds so much better than the stuff I am still sucking at, thing one is getting an interesting interview with my guest. Um, hopefully I'll get better at that. Thing two is shaping the audio that I have in a story that'll keep you engaged, setting up the key moments or insights from the story. Again, hopefully I will keep getting better at that. I feel like I actually kind of did that in a couple of recent episodes. You can let me know whether you think I succeeded or not. Thing three is actual post-production audio and audio during the recording process, making sure that things aren't way too loud or way too soft, and that the guest and I sound similar and transitions aren't really ragged, all of the other stuff that you can do to work with audio to make it sound good. Um, despite growing up on NPR, Cabbages and Kings is never going to be something like Radiolab. Uh, I know I've had some moments that sound really awful though and i am sorry and area podcaster promises to improve audio quality at some point that i have the tiger corny audio experiment was a corny experiment i'm not sure whether it was awful or not but but i don't think it was really good <laughs> um i only discovered compression which is what helps make soft stuff louder and loud stuff softer fairly recently. Before that, I was kind of balancing every second or two manually, which led to some really weird volume shifts and changes. Um, so hopefully the volume will sound pretty standard as we go forward. Truncating silence has also been a really good tool to learn. I'm sure I still have a lot to learn about audio production. Um, part of the problem is that my preferred podcast client, shout out to Overcast for those of you on iOS, 
does some silence truncating and audio leveling kind of as it's playing the audio. And I listen at about one and a quarter speed because there are so many great podcasts out there. I have 59 unlistened to episodes at last count. So basically, I don't know what a good natural podcast sounds like, um, which means I don't know how far away from that I am. So I'm going to assume that anybody who actually cares about audio quality in their podcasts has already stopped listening. But if you kind of care and I'm bothering you and you have suggestions for what I can do better, let me know. Good audio, bad audio, probably couldn't tell you. I am going to be ordering a pop filter. Hopefully in 2016, the basic two or more people are having a conversation and talking to each other, and it should sound like they're having a conversation without distracting background noise and plosives. That basic level will hopefully get better in 2016. If anyone has advice on the technical aspects of getting better audio, please, please let me know. I am recording today under a kid's tent, hoping that that will stop sound bouncing around. We'll see how that works out. Um, so three obvious sort of production-ish pieces, interviewing people, making you, the listener, care about the interview, and making the actual sounds good are all things that can be improved. I am pretty sure I have improved on all of these since the early episodes, and I still have a way to go. Now let's talk a bit about who comes on the show and what we talk about. I am a pretty firm believer that the conversation is richer and better when many people from many backgrounds are talking. Episode 16 actually includes a whole bunch of us talking about how we got into science fiction fantasy, mostly to make fun of my notion that reading Tolkien and then a bunch of Tolkien clones from the 80s and 90s is the cliched way to engage with the genre. You can go back and listen to that. It's in the show notes, which will be full of links if you want to follow any rabbit holes. But um, suffice to say, there are a lot of people who've been on the podcast and almost none of them read Tolkien and Tolkien clones for a while. Diversity is sometimes a buzzword that hides as much as it highlights, but I think especially looking over time, like looking over the course of a year or even the seven months or so that I've been up in the 22 episodes, looking at the race, gender, and other backgrounds of the people I have on and the topics that we've chosen can be illuminating. So let's take a look back at 2015. In 2015, I put out 22 episodes before this one, two solo episodes, and 20 with guests. Ethan, A Fish Trap, Troy, and Maureen were all on at least twice. So, 16 guests, 8 guys, 8 women, no one as far as I know who identifies as genderqueer. Four guests of those 16 weren't white, all of them were black and American. Three guests not in the U.S., one Canadian, one British, one American who's now living in Germany. One thing I am trying to do is get out of my usual Twitter book discussion bubble. Six guests who didn't come on because I follow and chat with them about books on Twitter, although some of them are part of many of the same conversations that I am. Uh, the gender parody was actually a pleasant surprise. I would not have guessed that. Um, all of the other numbers make me want to have a show that pushes to talk a little more to people outside the U.S., outside my comfortable Twitter bubble, and talk to more people from historically marginalized backgrounds. I think I've got a stake in the ground this year, and we'll see how things change next year. But this show can be more diverse in a lot of ways, and I think that would be a good thing and would enhance the sort of reading experience that we're talking about as we go through. So what do we talk about? Uh, broadly speaking, we had some general discussions about our reading history and common interests, like world building with Anna and small presses with Shana. We had focused discussion on specific topics like short fiction with Nick and folklore with Mike. 
and we had some deep dives on specific books. We actually only had deep dives on four books, The Fifth Season, Grace of Kings, Ancillary Justice, and The Buried Giant, but they took up eight of the 20 episodes with guests. Of the four books that we went deep on, two were by women, two were by men, and Lucky was the only white author, so we talked a lot about books. Right now it feels to me uh, like the show is really heavy on in-depth book discussion, I think mostly because I let those get out of control and have so much great stuff to run, and so I put out more than one episode per those. I think the show feels a bit light on theme discussions, although there have been more of those recently, like the discussion of saga and comics, folklore, and short fiction. In my head, I'd like to be getting about a third of the episodes to explore a theme or, or subgenre. We haven't done any kind of what is this subgenre discussions, which might be interesting or might be really boring. We'll see. But putting out episodes that kind of explore those with a few different exemplars about a third of the time, about a third that are going deep on a book. Sorry to those who don't like those, and I will try to get a schedule up of what I'm talking about so you can hopefully read along rather than just finding out, oh, by the way, Barry Giant. And again, hopefully even those will reveal some more universally applicable critical approaches so that even if you haven't read the Barry Giant, you can still get something out of those episodes. Um, and then a third, sort of a grab bag of other reading experiences. I don't think I'm there right now. I would like to have a little bit of a clear idea of what I talk about with guests when they're on. That's something I'd like to do better at in 2016. I will note that I interviewed four of the five white guys who came on the show about an in-depth topic, Nick on short stories, Aiden on cover art, Mike on folklore, and Carl on queer romance in the genre. I think all of these were really good episodes. As I've mentioned, Mike's folklore episode consistently comes up when I ask people about what they've liked, but they do stand in contrast to the sort of general background discussions that I had with Troy and Akil, or the more back-and-forth dialogue on world-building that Anna and I had, or the discussions that Cecily and I had that were pretty, pretty broad-ranging but felt more like conversation and less like me interviewing an expert about something that they are an expert on. Uh, so there is a bit of a trend in the episodes that happened in 2015 that white guys come on to be experts at a thing, and people who aren't white guys come on to have conversations about stuff that they're interested in, or about their general history with the genre. That's something that I think is interesting to notice, and I would like not to see that sort of a trend when I'm doing next year's roundup. All right, that is enough navel-gazing about who talked about what. Uh, what am I thinking about going forward? I have a bunch of interviews done and waiting to be edited, an avalanche load, a wince-inducing pile. It is actually slightly terrifying, and the plan over the holidays was to get ahead in editing or at least taking notes and listening back to some of these interviews, and I did not get ahead, so... Yeah, there are a bunch of interviews waiting for me. I'm coming close to the sense that I actually have a process for these interviews where I kind of listen to them, make some notes, pick out the key quotes, figure out the structure, and then piece them back together in a way that hopefully makes them a little more listenable and interesting for you. That process worked really well when talking about Saga with Parrish, so hopefully it'll carry me through this batch and going forward. Which is to say that content isn't a problem. Figuring out a schedule that I can keep is. I'm not making any commitments. I would like to be releasing more often than every other week and doubt that I will be able to release every week, which means I figure out a schedule. Finding guests also kind of difficult, especially finding, well, when I think about that as finding guests outside of my Twitter sphere, 
finding guests outside of the U.S., outside the usual suspects that you might hear elsewhere, maybe even guests who don't share my political ideology but do share my love of the genre. I'm pretty sure it's possible to have civil conversations about books with them and even find some really interesting insights and learn from each other. I've got a lot of room to find interesting people whose voices I'm not hearing right now. If you are one, please let me know. There's a contact form on the website or send an email to contact at cabbagesandkings.audio. I have a bunch of interviews, but I'm always happy to do more and get them out into the world. I would love sometime next year to try and experiment with putting together a show that doesn't require an interview. I am tentatively thinking that this might even be a theme. We might call it Wisdom of the Crowds, because then I could skip the logistics of getting two or three people together at the same time and worrying about time zones, less chance of talking over each other. There's less back and forth and exchange of ideas, but um, I have a new link up on the website. It is cabbagesandkings.audio slash wisdom of the crowds with hyphens in between all of those words after the slash. Look at the show notes. Right now, I have a bunch of questions up about Dune, because 2016 will be the 51st anniversary of its publication, so this is the perfect time to do a Dune retrospective. So if you are interested in Dune, have thoughts and opinions about Dune, would like to have some of your thoughts and opinions shared on the show, pick a few questions, answer them by recording your voice in the voice recorder of your choice. Share the audio with me via email, a Dropbox link, Google Drive, whatever else you would like, I could probably manage. If you ship me an 8-track tape to find an 8-track tape player and re-record your audio and it would be not great, but that's fine because it doesn't have to be crystal clear NPR quality audio. As I'm sure you can tell from listening to this podcast, I don't have very much of that. I would suggest not recording outside in the wind, but talking into a phone headset that you're not nervously playing with and moving around as I often do would be totally fine. If you want to get fancy, real professional NPR reporters cover themselves up with coats or hotel sheets to record on the road. If you think that I am mentioning that for any reason other than to include the Ari Shapiro undercoats tag in the show notes, you are mistaken. Anyway, um, record out some audio about Dune, send it in. If there's some topic in the future that you would like to gather the wisdom of the crowds on, let me know. But I would love to hear what you think about Dune and put together an episode with the voices of many listeners. I am also often without a memory of a treasured book to close an episode. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes we're running a couple of episodes with the same person. So if you have a memory of a treasured book that you would like dropped into a future episode, let me know. Other experiments that might come in 2016. There's a new show called Pilot where Stephanie Fu of This American Life puts out a single episode of something that could turn into a full podcast. So basically a bunch of starter ideas. I may be poaching some of those as she continues. More broadly, that also got me thinking about what some of the other sounds missing from the genre podcasting sphere might be. I may be trying a few things. I've toyed with the idea of, for a week, running a very short morning bulletin kind of thing. We'll see. If you have ideas and you're thinking to yourself, this might be kind of neat, but I'm not sure if it could support a full theme or a full podcast, or I'm not sure if I know how to do it and I don't really want to make the commitment, but you want to sort of try something out, uh, let me know and let's try something out. I have toyed with the idea of running reviews on the site and the podcast. I don't really understand the point of a review and I often kind of bounce off of them, but I try to remember that 
I don't understand can be an opportunity to learn. And it's really interesting to me that the vast majority of science fiction fantasy book blogs are review-centric. And the vast majority of genre podcasts are not. And so I thought I'd maybe see what it would be like to put reviews on a podcast and what's going on with that. We'll see. I'd kind of like to edit two other people talking about something, so take me the interview out of the equation. If you'd be interested in that, let me know. You can interview somebody, you could just have a conversation, and then I could listen to it, figure out what I thought was interesting about it, edit it, and put it up. I am hoping to be reading more short fiction next year. Hopefully I'll have a sort of what's coming in 2016, maybe with a guest in an upcoming episode. So maybe I will figure out how to incorporate talking about short fiction in the podcast. Those of you who listen and also chat with me about short fiction on Twitter, uh, let's maybe figure out if we can have a recurring way of highlighting things. We'll see. I have been hoping that after 25 or so episodes, I will at least see a little bit of a plateau. It's kind of comforting to think of Tobias Bacall's looking back and seeing room for improvement means I'm getting better. <laughs> right now, looking back at any episode that's not sort of the last couple that I did <laughs> really just makes me notice that I kind of sucked at some aspects of the podcasting gig. And really, to be honest, I still kind of like the basics of getting good audio to your ears needs some work. Hopefully, sometime soonish, I will have to actually work at getting better because I'll have swiped all of the low-hanging fruit of awfulness out of the way. On the other hand, Parrish mentioned something about finding your stride around episode 100, so maybe I have a long slog ahead of me. We will see. Regardless, starting the Cabbages and Kings podcast this year has been an incredibly fun and rewarding experience, and I would really like to say thank you. If you are listening right now, you are a pretty dedicated listener, and I appreciate that. I've had people contact me out of the blue because they liked what I was making and wanted to talk about books. I've had an excuse to talk to readers I respect and authors whose book I admire. There are apparently people in Australia, Israel, and England who are listening to this show. That's really awesome. I have this art of a cabbage with a crown on its head, and it looks badass, and it pops up in my podcast feed periodically. It does not anymore look like a destructive meteor about to destroy the Earth, which was draft one. It just looks like a really, really cool cabbage with a crown. I am enjoying this immensely. I am sure that there were times in the middle where you couldn't quite tell. But I am enjoying this immensely. In large part because every once in a while, someone stops by the contact form or Twitter or shoots me an email to let me know that they are listening and enjoyed something. I think I have dropped the ball on one guest, and I apologize for that. I would love to hear from you, listener. What do you like about the show? What can I do better? What crazy idea sounded kind of interesting? What crazy idea sounded really, really not interesting? And maybe stay away from that. I would love to talk to you about this genre. If you're listening now, you either do not have access to your podcast player controls or... You are a big fan of the show, and I really, really appreciate it, and I would love to get your feedback because you are a really big fan of the show. Next year, I will hopefully have a look ahead at some of my reading plans, a discussion of representation within the genre, episode on Uprooted, More Grace of Kings, possibly an episode on The Just City if I can bring myself to finish it, telling stories to our kids, and passing on this delightful, delightful fandom. But lots of fun stuff for next year. No navel gazing until the end of next year. 
This is this is the last time you get this until December 31st, 2016. I'm going to close the episode by recommending two short stories from earlier this year, Malin Edwards' Half Dark Promise in Shimmer Magazine, set in an alternate Chicago and a girl with a steam clock heart who needs to get home through the half dark. Malin's got a beautiful voice. The use of dialect in this story is amazing. I would also mention Sunny Moraine's Eyes I Dare Not Meet in Dreams, which is about women who've been fridged returning just to watch us. I am not much of a horror reader. I don't know that either of these are really horror stories, but they are tense, wonderful, and well worth a read. When I dive into short fiction next year, I am hoping to be able to discover gems like these on my own. All right, I'm done. Thank you for listening. Tweet me, email me, rate me on iTunes. Is that something people actually do? It is certainly something lots of people say. The podcast is at King Cabbage Cast. I am at J Sutton Morse. Contact at cabbagesandkings.audio if you want to send me an email. Uh, recommend an episode you enjoyed to a friend who reads science fiction. And if I don't have an episode that that friend would like, either tell me why not, or even better, tell them to come on the show. Happy 2015. Hopefully 2016 will be even better and more exciting. And again, thank you for listening. We'll get back to books and stories next week.